In a single year, we grew our team from number 15 in the nation to number eight in the nation. In this episode, we're going to break down exactly how we did it, the strategies, the tactics, and a little bit of the mindset involved so that you can replicate this process and you can achieve your own success inside of your real estate business. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, and we have a very, very special guest today, my lovely, beautiful wife, Amanda. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for bringing me back on here. Yeah, excited to have you. Uh, For those of you that missed it, Amanda was a part of our very first episode where we broke down our story. Um, If you follow us in this movement, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. Um, It's a lot of good information there. Um, We decided we wanted to get together again and do another kind of update uh, podcast episode where we just talk about um, our growth from being number 15 in the nation to now being number eight in the nation. Um, So... Let's dive in. Let's just talk about like if you had to sum it up, Amanda, in one thing, just watching this crazy ride that we've been on, like what what would you boil it down to? What's helped us continue to grow past what I think we probably both thought was possible? Yeah, there's there's definitely been multiple things for sure. Um, but I think we really got back to the basics. I think that was probably the biggest lever for us yeah. just in all aspects of the business just getting back to the basics yeah i couldn't I, that's so spot on because there's in this business there's shiny objects everywhere right and as you have more resources you have more notoriety we're in more events different things like that it could be easy to get sidetracked and we're not perfect we have right like we've done things that didn't work and and learned our lessons along the way but it always goes back to the fundamentals i was having a, a meeting with some of our squad leaders this morning actually and we talked about the fundamentals and getting back to the basics and um, just continuing that message and one of the basics that we talked about um, in that meeting was making sure our culture remains number one. Mm-hmm. And it's a living, breathing thing. It's getting better or worse every single day. Like we can't look, I think what a lot of people um, make the mistake of when they become some sort of success in their life is they start reading their own press clippings, right? And they look back and they say, well, look at all these trophies, look how far we've come, which it's awesome to make sure that you enjoy the journey, right? And yeah. you need to have that where you look back and reflect on like, holy cow, look what we where we came from, right? Um, you and I do that quite often. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also important that you have a good balance of that and also, but we still have so much more that we can yeah. do. And just because we've got this doesn't mean we get to keep it. Yeah. It's like it's rented, right? And we have to continue to earn that every single day. And if you want to grow above and beyond that, you have to continue to put in the work. Right. And I think a big thing that a lot of teams struggle with um, is being a coach and talking to a lot of uh, people that I'm fortunate enough to network with is as you're growing during this market when it's changing and transitioning, it is very, very hard to keep culture first because there's a lot of activities that need to change and different things like that. But it's, I think if you're listening from this and wanting a big takeaway, like the basics and the fundamentals always win. In addition to that, your culture is so, so important to your organization. And the culture doesn't mean everything is um, unicorns and rainbows and it's always sunshine. It's Um, Being able to have those tough conversations, being able to trust team members to have that little bit of healthy conflict, that healthy competition, um, making tough decisions that are best for the team and maybe not best for you as a leader or best for that particular person that you made that decision. But you're protecting the whole organization and getting everyone to row in the same direction because your culture, if you focused at all building something, it's you spend a lot of time growing it. It's so important that you maintain it and not just maintain it. You have to improve upon it. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's one of the big keys to growth, especially like um, actually doing a, a webinar um, on how we grew. Uh, we doubled our team size in a 30 day period last year. Right. We went from uh, 20 agents to 40 agents in a 30 day period. And we're doing a webinar to kind of break down that process. But part of what I was going through when I was preparing for that webinar was the mistakes that we made as we grew. And part of that right. was it's very hard to control culture when you double in size overnight. Like, it's like, holy crap, these people don't understand the culture yet. And I haven't done a good enough job at explaining to them what it is. And it can go, it can go kind of sideways if you're not careful. Yeah, we definitely made a ton of mistakes whenever we had recruited 20 agents in 30 days. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal, but it hurt our culture for a little bit because we, we didn't have those conversations with our current team members ahead of time. So I think they were really caught off guard whenever these 20 agents just came rolling into the office, not really understanding why, um, but also with the basics. I mean, that really forced us to go back to the basics because our onboarding, we learned bringing 20 agents in in 30 days, our onboarding was terrible and we weren't able to set up, you know, some of those agents for success. So just going back to culture you know, for sure, being very transparent with our team so that they could understand why we were doing, you know, the things that we were doing and so they could get on board too. I mean, we have great culture. So every time that we explain and get transparent with them, I mean, everyone is always on board. Um, But by doing that, you know, we were all able to kind of row in the same direction at the same speed. And I think that gave us a lot of momentum. Yeah, I love it. Um, so maybe different people listening, maybe it's a single agent listening to this and they're like, um, so like, what could I take away from this? And so I just try to think that how can we hit the masses with our message, right? Because this is a movement to give back and help others. And so I think culture is important, even if you're in your own business, right? But um, what about some action items for growth? And so if I'm thinking like if I'm a single agent listening to this, what takeaways could I have to grow my business or if I'm just getting started or whatever, whatever position that you're in? I think the biggest takeaway is Amanda said it's the fundamentals. It's go back to the basics and you have to believe in doing less, but doing it way better. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we get stuck in this vortex of trying to find this magic pill or this, this magic bullet to grow our organization, grow our business. And it's never that. If you go look, go back and you talk to anyone that's grown anything, it can be a single agent that's grown their business. It can be someone's built a team, built a brokerage. Like I'm fortunate enough to be in some rooms with some pretty big players, right? Number ones for their brands in the world. Um, and every time I have a conversation with them, I'm just amazed at how simple they make it. Yeah. And they simplify it because simple is scalable. And if you can simplify it and you can become better at the little things, um, like if you to put it in a sports analogy, right? Like the teams that win like win in the trenches usually win the game, right? And that's the little things, the blocking and the tackling. What is the blocking and tackling of real estate? You have to make sure that you have those basics mastered and stick to them and constantly work on improving those. Um, I think why it's important to mention that one of the questions I get the most from people, agents that I love helping and love having these conversations, but um, probably the worst question I get is also the question I get the most often is, hey, what lead source should I use? Yeah, that's just a terrible question, <laughs> right? I, I don't know your market. I don't know your skill set. I don't know your follow up plan. I don't know any of that. There is no magic lead source. And if you think there's a magic lead source, you're in the wrong business. 
You can't go to magicleadsource.com and all these buyers are ready to buy today or all these sellers are ready to list their property at the price that you recommend. You have to develop those skills and build a process around it to build a sustainable business. And I think we've just been able to do that with people on new people coming to the organization, people that have been with us for years, but also from the leadership standpoint, you have to do that in each department. And um, as I'm thinking back and reflecting, probably probably one of the biggest struggles, but also biggest successes is growing our leadership team. Right. Like I think a big difference between those two numbers, number 15 and number eight, both are amazing to me. Um, But there's a lot of growth in those two numbers. Right. Because you're at the top of the top at that point. And to to really grow one of the biggest levers, I think, was we started running the EOS model. And that provided clarity yeah. for our leadership organization, provided clarity for each department, provided clarity for our agents. And it really helped us structure our business properly and run it more like a business. And it allowed us to handle some of that. Yeah, there was definitely, there was so many different things we did, but I think it, it all still goes back to the basics, like focusing on our our processes. We've got, or we had a hundred different processes and we weren't really just like diving deep on one and going all in on that with our leadership structure we were kind of all over the place everyone was wearing multiple hats so focusing a lot on our leadership team and just getting that structure built out putting the right people in the right seats eos i mean that was getting us super organized laser focused there was a lot of things we did, but I think ultimately it went back to just just focusing on the basics, the fundamentals yeah. um, of, our, of our business. Well, I remember um, being asked, like, what has been a key to your growth? Like, this has been a couple years ago when I was speaking um, at Lake Tahoe, and, like, you can't grow anything good without good people, right? And one of my slides and one of the things I talked about was, that you need great people with you to grow anything great. Like nobody does anything great alone. There's yeah. always support systems. There's always people that have helped that they've brought up, brought with them along the way. And like, I think where a lot of leaders get this wrong is they, they think that they have the secret or they want to hold this stuff too tight and they have that mindset of scarcity. Right. And I don't want to give every, everything away. Um, and I just believe in the exact opposite. It's part of what we do here, right? Like is we just give everything away because I think abundance always wins. But one of the questions that I asked the audience and I would ask you guys to, to kind of think about is a lot of people ask me, well, what if I give all of my people, all of my training, give them all my resources, teach them everything that I know and they leave me? Like that's a legitimate question. Yeah. What if I give them everything? I teach them everything I know and they leave. A better question is, what if you don't and they stay? What kind of organization would you have at that point in time? You'd have an organization of people that don't have the knowledge, don't aren't able to grow, aren't able to help your clients at a high level, aren't able to help your organization grow. And so like it's you get to choose is life's all about choices. You get to choose. Are you living a mindset of abundance or a mindset of scarcity? Because like growth is not easy. And maybe it's not for you if you're listening. Maybe you don't want to grow. But if you want to grow, you have to have amazing people. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge part of the process. And you have to pour into your people. And the reality is some of them will leave, right? Some of that, maybe it's um, a leadership lesson for you to learn. Maybe their journey is taking them somewhere else in life. But ultimately, something that I'm proud of is um, I'm able to lay my head down on my pillow every single night knowing that everyone that I cross paths with, even if they're no longer with our organization, 
I know for a fact that my intentions were to help them, number one, and that they're in a better position in their life and finances and their business than they were before they were brought into my organization or a part of my world. And what they choose to do with that, like that's having a positive impact on the world and like I did my job, right? Yeah. Whether they choose to do something different with that, that's on them at that point. And more power to them. Maybe it was a better option for them. Um, but I just challenge you, if you really want to grow something big, you have to realize there are no secrets. Like the, I'm, I'm privileged to be around. Um, I just came back from a sales mastery event with uh, John Cheplak, uh, Bill Pipes, Dan Beer, like mega, mega, mega team leaders also in that room. And the best of the best, you can tell who the elite are in real estate when you meet them. And it's not because they're wearing fancy suit and ties. It's not because, hey, look, they have a briefcase full of money. It's because they are the ones that are contributing the most to the rooms that they're in. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are head down paying the most attention. And um, like, it's crazy to me to see the correlation as I've been around these bigger rooms because we're in a pretty small town, right? Yeah. And it's um, it's very good for me to get in those rooms to help my mind expand and see what's possible, see what's, and it's I'm able to bring some of those things back to our team. And a lot of times bring our team with me, right, to those events. But it's it's crazy. Like, I can tell the people that are, and this if this is you, I don't mean any offense by it, but you'll hopefully understand what I'm saying. If you're the agent that is, like, up and coming and you're selling um, a house or two a month and you think you're top top dog, you think you're hot shit, right? Like, you're walking around like, look at me. I'm, I'm like, this amazing real estate agent. Like, maybe you are. But there's people you're sitting next to that you would never know that are probably selling a thousand houses a year. Yeah. And they're paying more attention than you are. And they're contributing to the room at a higher level. And there's a the difference between you and them is that you're there to take and they're there to give. Mm -hmm. And because they are giving, they have received so much more than you ever will. Yeah. And so like I hope I didn't offend anyone. If I did, you deserve it. But um, hopefully that's a lesson for you to have a like a flip in your mindset and realize that the people that win at the highest level in this business, in this world, are the people that give at the highest level. Yeah. That was a tangent. I don't know what that has to do with anything, <laughs> no, but I think it's no, important. That was good stuff, though, and I think that was really great for us, too, because, like you said, we are in a really small town, and we've been the big fish in our small town for for a while now, and so it's really easy to get trapped in this, like, well, we don't need to, we don't need to work on anything else. We don't need to fix anything. Nothing, Nothing's broken. Because, I mean, we've, we're number one, we're the best around, we have been, so obviously what we're doing is working and nothing's broken. And then whenever we go and we get in these other rooms, and we now start seeing that there's so many more things that we could be doing. Or, you know, we listen to people on stage that they've talked about, you know, their failures and road bumps that they had, and we've realized, oh, that's actually something that we're probably going to have happened to us next year yep. that we wouldn't have realized Such without being in these rooms. But now we can, you know, kind of pivot and go a different direction by, by learning from these people. Yeah. That brings me back to like when we first started our team, right? Like, like let's talk about from our journey from ping pong table to get number 15, right? Like that was a <laughs> crazy journey, right? Working from our ping pong table to number Big journey. Yeah. Um, but I remember like, that's really rel relevant to that. What you just mentioned there is, there's a common theme that just happens as we continue to grow is that we get around people that have already been there and done that. Mm -hmm. People that want to help us, that are contributors. And like, I remember our move over to eXp Realty and we were in financial alignment with the right people that helped us grow our business. Like, I think that that was a big step in our process is that we were literally learning from people that have already built what we wanted to build. 
And I think that's one of the cool things about this platform, about us still being with EXP and being able to partner with other people is that we're able to do that on such a large scale to really, really make an impact on the world and help a lot of people. And I think like, if you were to ask me like, what's like, what is the biggest takeaway or what is the theme that has continued for growth? Like our core focus, my core focus as a person and us as a team is changing lives. Mm -hmm. Like I love helping people. Um, kind of a running joke in the office is like, oh, Matt got another goosebump moment, right? Like yeah. I get, I just am very passionate about stuff. And what I've found is that what really inspires me and motivates me is also just happens to be when I'm talking about those things, that's when I get those goosebump moments. Mm -hmm. And so what I've like really, my business plan this year is to chase my next goosebump. I want to find more of those, right? Because I know every time that I have that, I've, I've done something, said something, helped someone, touched someone and helped them improve their life. And it's, we're just fortunate. Able, I'm able to do that now through our team. We're able to do that through our EXP partners. We're able to do that through the coaching platform. We're able to do that through this all or nothing platform. Like it's just, um, it's really crazy to think about like, hey, we're talking about a podcast about how we grew from number 15 and number eight. What we spent all this time talking about is how we were trying to help others first, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's what sticks out in our mind of how we've grown is we just try to help more people and by a byproduct of that, we've been able to grow. Yeah. I mean, definitely partnering with the right people. In the last couple of years, I would say that's, that's been another really big thing is just making sure that we're, we're with the right people in the right rooms. Yeah, 100%. Um, something else, though, with that, you know, to give, like, a specific takeaway, events. That, I think, has been another really big thing for us. Um, and our growth from number 15 to number 8, I know whenever – you first started going to events. Um, I mean, we're, we've always been pretty frugal, you know, with money. Like we, in the very first episode, talked about how we, you know, used to not have any money yeah. <laughs> at all. So whenever these events started happening and you would come home and talk about them, I was just like about to die inside the thought of spending $500 for, for you to go to an event for two or three days. Um, but we made that investment, you did it, and then it kind of became into like, you know, another one and another one. And how about this time I go with you? And so that's double the cost. And it took us a while to get on board with these events, but that's what opened the doors to just a whole different mindset, being more open, realizing that there's so many bigger fish than us, getting all of these ideas. So that was great. But then I think the mistake we were making is that it was just us that was going. Yeah. We weren't bringing our team and if you don't have a team i still go to the events yourself bring people from your office bring but if people you, you do know. have a team yeah we would come back with all these ideas we want to implement it all and we're trying to teach our team the stuff that we learned yep. and we weren't understanding why they weren't on board with us and in the last you know year we've really started bringing a lot of our team to these events with us and I mean it's been life-changing for them and their business and they're excited and now I mean I think you've got you've got you know at least one or two events every month that yeah. you're going to now but they're so worth it yeah 100% it's 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 worth it for a multitude of reasons number one I'm able to um like these people become friends now right yeah. like mentors friends and very important people in our lives um just because they've contributed and helped us so much um and I've been very, very blessed to be able to be asked, like at the last event, there were 780 people in the room and I was um, a panelist on stage, right? Like it's, um, it's just very humbling to me coming from where we come from to be able to do those things and give back. Um, 
but it's it's so so important what you just said is that proximity is power and so who are the people that you're spending your time with who are the people that you are you spending time with people that you feel comfortable with and like you're the big fish in the small pond and you're like look at me and everyone around you is like trying to be you are you the one that is uncomfortable in the rooms that you're in, uncomfortable in the conversations you're in because you look up to these people, they've accomplished something that they want to accomplish and you want to be where they're at in life? Like there's a big, big mindset shift there. And there's nothing wrong with having um, people like you want to reach down and help people up like to your path. Like absolutely. But you also need people that you're reaching up to grab and you're following and you're chasing. I think it's so, so important that you have those people that push you, motivate you, and inspire you in your life. And um, like a couple of those people have been like our EXP partners, right? Like I talk to them on a weekly basis and like they've been a big contributor to to our growth and helping us with um, hurdles or roadblocks or, yeah. hey, here's this process, There's here's this system, here's this unique selling proposition I think you guys should roll out and here's exactly how to do it. And like there's tons of value to that stuff. Um, in addition to that, like the coaches that we have is John Cheplak and Coach Bill Pipes now. Yeah. Like it's it's amazing. Um, I was telling the story like they could if you know if you know Bill Pipes and John Cheplak, they couldn't be further opposites, <laughs> right? So true. But they they work so well in tandem together. Um, is because like it's it's just a if you need a kick in the ass, guess what? Chep will give you the hard truth. If you need someone to give you exact tactics on what to say and why to say it, the science behind it. Um, and probably one of the biggest hearts on the planet. Both of them are big hearted. Um, sometimes it's just hard to see Cheps through all of, all of the um, all that muscle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the muscle and all the intensity, right? Um, but both of them have very, 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 very big hearts and are, are doing a lot of things to help people. So getting in the right rooms is very, very crucial. And if you don't have the funds to get in the rooms, guess what? There's free webinars. There's yeah. podcasts like this. There's um, partnerships through EXP. There's ways that you can find your way in today's world. You can get around the right people. So don't make that excuse of, well, I just don't have the money um, to go to these events. It, back then, did we have the money to go to the events? No. We did it anyway. We figured it out. And that's a big contributor to where we are. And what's crazy is, is that I see a lot of people that get to a certain level of success. So we're, this podcast is supposed to be about number 15 to number eight, right? That's a big, big jump when you think about it. Like that's a huge jump in a year's time. And I think what is a big key contributor to it is that number one, we weren't satisfied, right? Um, there's a quote that I would like to share, but it's just been really, um, I shared it a lot recently, probably every day for the last week um, since I heard it, is that sacrifice happens in life for all of us. We don't get a choice of whether we choose sacrifice or not. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice is going to happen. You either sacrifice for the things that you want or the things you want become the sacrifice. So you get to choose which sacrifice will you have in your life. And so what we have chosen over and over and over and over again is we're going to make sacrifices, whether it's financially, whether it's time, whether it's whatever it may be, in order to get in the right rooms, get around the right people so that we can continue to grow, continue to level up, continue to change more lives and pour into the people that we care about. Yeah, and something I've, it's funny you, you say that because I've been thinking a lot recently about that. And even just this morning um, on the drive here, I was thinking, you know, you're you're always trading your time. You're, you're trading your time with this for that. Um, you, you always have to kind of decide. And so, I mean, we all have 24 hours in a day and there's times, you know, we're not perfect and slack off or lazy. I'm going to choose this next 30 minutes to scroll on my phone. Um, 
or I'm going to choose the next 30 minutes to watch a webinar yep. or something. You're, you're, you're just trading time all the, always. And are, are you trading it for something that's productive, um, whether it's for business or if it's just for you, you know, as a person, your own personal growth, but to just be conscious of those decisions. 100% because it's, it is a decision. <laughs> Right. That that is a decision. Ultimately, yeah. it's not a, oh, well, I have I'm in the car, so I can't. There's this cool thing called technology where you can listen to podcasts in the car. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's free podcasts out there like all or nothing in real estate that we're giving you all the secrets to grow yeah. business. Um, but you choose to listen or you choose not to. You choose to implement or you choose not to. And so which sacrifices are you going to choose in your life? Because we all have the power of choice. And there's no judgment if you don't want to make those sacrifices to become what we've came. That's, that's, that's okay. I don't care. I'm not judging you. I just want to let you know that it's possible and give you the power. Um, there's another thing that really sticks out to me um, that uh, I learned at this last event is that all of you listening right now have the power. Whatever you want to accomplish, you already have it inside of you, right? Like I've heard this over and over again, but this was an epiphany to me at this event because it's, I think a lot of us look for the external to change and we need if this thing happens in my life then i can accomplish that yeah and so i just want to encourage you and let you know that you have the power to do whatever you want inside of you already you just have to go deep with yourself and figure out what that is and figure out who you need to follow who you need to be around what you need to do over an extended period of time to accomplish that the answers to your success is not external it's internal and so you have to start with yourself um, but hopefully that motivates and inspires you that you already have whatever it is. It's already inside of you. You just got to find it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think a lot of people look external and say, well, um, well, if Amanda would have done this, I could have accomplished that. And there's just no power in that. And like it's it, you have you already have it inside of you. So go out and get it. Um, proximity is power. Um, I think there's a lot that we could go in depth with that. But I think like, let's go back to number 15 to number eight. I think a big lesson there for people that are listening would be don't stop, right? Like there's a quote, I love quotes, right? But there's a <laughs> quote that uh, people stop doing what works because it works. Yeah. And so just because we became number 15 in the nation with all these stuff that, stuff that we were doing, does that mean that I stopped doing it? Or do I do it at a higher level? Do I do more of it? Do I become better at it? And that was my choice, right? That was that's the power of choice. I chose to do that. Um, nobody wants to be that, at least I don't, um, that 45-year-old guy sitting at the bar at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with his letterman jacket on talking about the good old days and how he used to be a high school quarterback, <laughs> right? Like nobody wants to become that. Like when I say that, everyone laughs. But how many people do that in their life and they give up? And they say, well, I'm not where I want to be because of this person or that person. But in reality, let's go back to what I said earlier. All of you have what it takes inside of you. You just got to be willing to go deep with yourself to go find it. Yeah. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Be the small fish in a big pond. Feed your brain constantly. I have not listened to the radio other than Kids Bop with my kids in years. I just don't listen to it. If I'm listening to something, if I'm working out, if I'm driving, there is something feeding my brain constantly. I'm constantly learning. And I think it's so crucial that you guys like understand. Like It sounds simple. Well, you got to have a break from it. Well, there's sometimes where I'll do a podcast that's a different person or a different flavor because I do want to mix it up. But maybe I need to learn something on how to be a better father. Or maybe I need to learn something on how to get my finances in better order. I need to learn from a different perspective because I've, I'm kind of over-indexed on this one part of my life. But that doesn't mean that you stop learning, 
right? I think a lot of us think that, hey, our learning stops. Here's what I think is really sad in this world. Um, another tangent, but I think it's really, really sad in this world that a lot of people think or actually live their life and their learning stops after they graduate high school. Yeah. Like life's just beginning at that point. Just because you don't have to show up to class every day doesn't mean that you don't keep learning. Like I'm committed to being a lifelong learner. I'm the biggest learner in every room that I'm in. And I think that that's a big part of our growth. And if, if I ever lose that, guess what? I'm going to stop growing. The people around me are going to stop growing. I'm not going to be able to provide as much opportunity for my family and the people I care about the most. Like we have an obligation to continue to grow and develop and learn more. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I think, you know, three, four years ago, if we had stopped learning, like we're, we're fine. We made it. We're number one. We're the big fish in our town. So everything's working just perfect. So we don't need a further education. If we had never started going to these rooms, watching webinars, listening to podcasts, um, some of our, you know, leadership team, like Ryan, for example, Ryan really pushes a lot like, hey, this is a great podcast. Yep. You should listen to it reading books, things like that. If we had never done any of that, never tried to further our education because we felt like, well, we're number one, we've made it, we would not be number eight. Forget number 15. We wouldn't even be, like, top 50 now. We probably wouldn't be number one in our market. Yeah. Yeah. Things change too fast. I mean, you you can't be in any business, really, and continue to be successful without making a point to, you know, just even just keeping up with the times. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's you, you have to be furthering your education somehow. But how many people are intentional about learning after they graduate high school? Or how many people just kind of maybe go with the, go yeah. with the flow and learn when they have to? Well, I mean, that's comfortable. Yep. Um, nothing great happens in your comfort zone. Whole nother podcast. <laughs> I want to talk, I want to give like tactical value for real estate related. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that go into growing an organization. Like you have to have the right tech. You have to have the right people. You have to have the right processes. You have to have the right mindset, the right tools. Being partnered with the right people is huge. Um, so let's break each of those down quickly. Technology. Um, as you grow in scale, it's important that hopefully you have a real estate CRM right now. Um, but make sure that you have a CRM and tech that allows you to grow and scale where you're going. Um, and make sure that it is fully implemented into your business. There's a lot of tech out there that hey it's the new thing it's the new buzz so i'm going to add that in but we don't maximize the tech that we already have yeah and so i'm not saying that you have to go and buy the next best thing what i'm saying is make sure that you maximize the technology that you have like the tech stack that you're using is best for you right now until you maximize it and outgrow it keep it because you need to be able to master that tech because the this new I mean, AI is pretty cool these days, right? But this new AI technology isn't going to completely transform your business if you don't use it properly. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, quit trying to chase that magic bullet and the best tech is the tech that you're using. However, tech is very, very important and crucial for growth as well. Um, Yeah. And something with, you know, your tech to get, you know, leads and things. um, We don't need to talk too much on this because we could for days. It's very important to us. We've learned a lot. But past clients... You know, everyone you mentioned earlier is so focused on like what lead source should I be using that shiny object like we need more and more and more we don't have enough leads mm-hmm. the last couple of years we really dove deep into past clients that we have um, that I think is another super important thing that everyone should be doing yeah so um, yeah uh, very quickly I'll dive in just briefly to that is that um, a mindset shift for us was, and I don't know why we didn't think of it before, just we were busy building in so many different areas, right? It just kind of got overlooked. Is past clients are a lead source. 
How much money do you invest in leads? How many lead sources do you have? Divide them out. Say you have 10 lead sources and you spend what X amount of dollars. I want you to go and look and see how many past clients or referrals from past clients are how much percentage of your business does that take? And then uh, compare that to the percentage of your advertising budget. I guarantee you that you are not you are not taking care of your past clients and treating them as a lead source that they are. And if you did, what would your business look like? Yeah. And these people already know and trust you. They know you. They like you. They trust you. They've already went through the process. They're your biggest fans. The hard part is already over. Yep. I love that. Um, processes. Um, so EOS has helped us a lot with this. Yes. You're very process oriented. Um, yeah. You've probably made three lists since we've been here. <laughs> um, probably. Yeah. So the processes part is not my strength, but I understand the importance of it. If you don't, real estate is crazy enough of a business. If you don't have a process, the default is chaos. And we have enough chaos in this business. And so anytime that you, if you do something more than three times in a month, like start there. If you do something more than three times in a month, you need to process for it. Um, like I, I say, if you do it more than once at all, you need a process, but, um, I go a little crazy with some of that stuff. And so you need to simplify your processes. Here's some things that we've learned and we've changed with our processes. And hopefully this is beneficial. Your process doesn't need to be a hundred page manual on how to intake file. It doesn't need to be every single detail. Um, and EOS helped us a lot with this, with clarity is that we call them one cheaters, right? It is what is 20% of the work that produces 80% of the result. Yeah. And so it needs to be able to be very simplified into where you have the human element where they understand what this means and you don't need to, like, I'll, I'll, I'll own it. I used to say I want processes so um, so clarified and so in-depth that I can bring in a monkey off the street and they could do your job. But that overwhelms people. That's mm-hmm. impossible. Like there needs to be the human element and there needs to be that freedom for an employee to make a decision they think is best. There needs to be that freedom for flexibility. And so what we've adjusted to is we do the 20-80 rule, right? 20% of the process produces 80% of the results. That's our process. Yeah. Um, and the other, the other 20% of that is like it's flexibility. It's like, hey, what do you think is the best? And we have core values that we abide by to make those decisions. They have leadership to, to, to ask, to help if it's a, a question that they have. But it also allows for this mindset that I love. Um, and we say this a lot in our organization. If no one told you how to do your job, how would you do your job? Yeah. Because what happens in organizations and what I did is handcuff people with my mindset of the monkey, right? I want to bring a monkey in and know how to do your job. I I handcuff them into now you have to follow the process exactly. And there's no room for error. There's no room for improvement. And so now I want everyone to come in the organization and come in their job and say, all right, if I didn't have a checklist, what would I change about this checklist? How would I improve upon it? Because we always need to be evolving. And I think it's important that you have a process for everything that you do, but it can be a simple process. Yeah. And something with processes, because, you know, I love those. Um, (laughs) That's an understatement. It, it really is. Um, but one of the reasons that I think our processes have been so important and so crucial, I mean, there's a thousand reasons why, but we, we have had turnover um, in the last couple of years. With this much growth, it's, I mean, there, we have to have a lot of turnover. And we have lost some big producers yep. um, in the last couple of years, few years. Some of our top listing agents, our top buyers agents, and I know in the very beginning, whenever we lost them, you kind of have that initial shock of like, oh no, this is you know a quarter of our production, this person that's leaving now, and it took us a while, I think, to realize that 
the majority of our team that comes in, they've never been a real estate agent before. We, we mostly get newbies that we have to teach and train. But we finally realized our processes are so dialed in and they're so good and they're proven to work. This person came in with no experience, followed our process, and they were a rock star. Yep. It sucks that they left. But all we had to do was bring someone else in, put them in that seat. Our processes are there. They would follow the process and they ended up actually being producing a lot more than what those agents that we lost sure. did. Um, they're great for the culture. They're you know probably they're more disciplined. They're following them even better. But I think that's another crucial reason why you need to go back into your processes and make sure that that they're great. Because if your processes are proven to work, yep. then it doesn't matter if you have turnover. You can you can get someone else in that can you know be another high high producer. Well, yeah, um, I want to rephrase a couple of things you said because I know what your intentions are. Yeah. I don't want people to misinterpret it. Is like we care about our people. We don't want turnover. Oh, of course. But sometimes not all turnover is bad, right? And I think there's times in organizations where leaders, including myself, at times feel handcuffed in their business. Yeah. And if you don't have a process and you don't have a culture to stand on, then you become handcuffed yeah. and you become a a. You become a result of your business, right? Like your business leads you instead of mm-hmm. you leading your business. And now there needs to be a even playing field where your team members have a say in how the business grows. But ultimately, you also need that mutual respect that you as a leader can also make decisions and everyone will support it, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a mutual respect back and forth. Um, but I think another thing, too, that you hit on is, yes, new agents. I mean, we have tremendous success with that. But I also, like as you were saying, I was just thinking, like, can you imagine – if we had someone that was already successful, already in our market, that was already doing very well, and they plugged into our systems, they plugged into our leverage, they used our marketing, what could their business look like if they had all of these processes, yeah. they had the proven stuff that we have? Like their business could exponentially grow, right? And so like I think it's also important to note that be careful not to paint yourself in a box, right? As you were saying that, I'm like, we do tend to get to new agents, but... I promise you our systems and processes could support an agent that is already productive and we could help them enhance their business. We could give them more time back. We could do a lot of those things, right? Like, and so it's not just for that, but the importance of that is that we do have processes, right? We have processes in place that allows us to be able to continue to grow our organization and organization doesn't, the company as a whole doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. There may be a a turn in the road or different things, but when you have those processes in place, it allows you to continue to grow. Yeah, it's been a huge lifesaver for us. Yep. Work on your processes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as an example, we have a, a new agent that's onboarding right now, and I had a onboarding class with him yesterday, and I had two pages of notes, um, and so did our um, uh, one of the guys that was in the room helping with the training is that, like, hey, just because we've done it this way, these things we learned in this class, let's improve it. We're always constantly improving and revamping those. Yeah, that's another thing, too. I think be prepared to always update your onboarding. Every time we go to an event, we learn 30 new things that we want to start implementing. How's that going to affect onboarding? Yep. Because I guarantee it will. Some of the trainings that these people are doing as we're learning new things, your onboarding will always be changing. Well, here's a, big, open to that. here's a big aha. A lot of people may not listen to that and be like, oh, we're not recruiting. Onboarding is not important. Here's why, here's why you're wrong. And here's why onboarding is freaking crucial to your organization. Number one, how you onboard them is how you offboard them. 
right? If you promise them these appointments, you promise them the best split, you promise them all these leads, guess what? As soon as they get better leads, a better split, better appointments, they're out. So you have to bring them in the right way. You want the right people that want to be in your organization. But in addition to that, your onboarding isn't just onboarding. Onboarding is your consistent training, your consistent process to go back to the basics. How did we start this podcast? Our key to growth is fundamentals. Guess where your fundamentals are? They're in your onboarding. Mm -hmm. And so onboarding isn't a, hey, you just do this whenever you come and join. It's a constant reminder, a constant um, revamp. And let's look at this from a different angle so we can get back to the basics and improve this skill set for this particular area. Like it's so crucial. Yeah. All right. What do you want to talk about next? Where are we going with this? Um, hmm, well, I was going to ask, in your opinion, you know, if we had to go back, what would you change? But I do feel like there would probably be a lot of changes. Yep. Um, we have talked about some, but is there anything we haven't talked about that that you would change from the last couple of years because of how we grew so fast? Yeah, so my biggest regret looking over the last 12 months is that I didn't have more trust in our leadership team. I didn't replace myself. Um... I heard something in this last mastermind that I was at. I was privileged to be in a, a private mastermind with a bunch of really, really, really big thinkers and successful people. And the gap between the leader and the, the number. So like I hate putting numbers to it, but say number one and number two in your organization, the gap between those two is a direct reflection of how quickly or how, how slowly you will grow. You have uh -huh. to narrow that gap. And so if I would have known that and really taken that in a year ago and poured more into my people, like yeah. then how much could we have actually grown? Um, second biggest mistake, and maybe first, they're very close, is that there was a time because of our recruiting chaos, we completely stopped. We turned people away yeah. that were licensed, that were good fits and said, sorry, we don't have room for you. Um, huge lesson learned there. Um, it'll never be perfect. We need to make sure that you, uh, that we have onboarding systems and we have the culture that we set the proper expectations, but, um, turning good people that will be good real estate agents away from your organization is never a good business plan. Yeah. And so we grew, we grew a lot, but what could we have done? Yeah. I think, um, a really great thing for us, um, we always talk about culture. It's so important to us and it always will be, um, I mean, you, you've said many times to everyone that if, if our culture if our culture stops, if our culture gets in a bad place, we'll just close the doors because it's not worth it. No, that's not what I say. What say, say if our culture goes downhill, I'll burn the fucking building. <laughs> that's what I say. It's not worth it for me. Okay. Give me a match. I was doing the nicer version, but you guys get it. Um, it's very important to us. Uh, we spend every decision that we make on, you know, is it good for the client? Is it good for... For the team and getting the right people, which we're always working on, um, but getting the right people, if you have a team, if you're wanting to grow a team, that's probably one of the most crucial things. We can come back from events and talk about new ideas and things we want to do, but if we don't have the right people that really understand our mission and they believe in it also, it's not going to work. We have the ideas, but we need these people to implement them. And if they don't believe in it, then it's, it's right. not going to happen. And I think we've done a really good job in the last year of getting everyone in the same boat, rowing the same direction, and rowing at the same speed. And I think that has really allowed for us to jump from 15 to 8. Yeah. 
Um, there's a lot that I could unpack there, but I think part of that comes from like my role, right? Um, I'm the, I guess you call me the visionary in the EOS model. Um, and part of that job of, of what I focus on every single day is painting that vision, painting that picture, not just for me, not just for the team, but also painting it in a light where everyone in the organization knows what the, what is possible for them. We're not just growing to grow. We're not growing so we get a bigger trophy. We're growing because I want to have a positive impact on your life and your kids' lives. And what I remember you told me you want to take your kids to Disney World this Mm -hmm. year. I can't wait to see the pictures. And here's what we're doing as an organization so you can accomplish that. Like when you adjust your mindset and realize that you're growing so you can actually provide more opportunity for those in your organization – then you, your mind, mind anyway, does nothing but focus on growth and opportunity so that I can provide more opportunity for everyone in my organization. My goal every single day is to grow so fast and so quickly that there's no one in the organization that can outgrow where their current role is and they have plenty of room to continue to grow within the organization because they've been a big part of helping us grow to this point. If I were to stop, what kind of leader would I be? Yeah. And they get stuck and they hit a ceiling. I don't like ceilings and I want them to have ceilings. And so it's so important that you realize that you're growing for the right reasons, but you're not growing so you get a bigger trophy. You're not growing so that you get recognized or any of that. Really what it boils down for me anyway is that we are growing so that we can provide more opportunity for those that mean the most to us in our life, right? And if you're able to do that for your own family, for the families of those that you care about, those that trust you in your organization, like that's where true growth comes from because it's not easy. But you need that real why behind it. And mm-hmm. I think like just remembering that is so crucial for growth. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. Um, any final words? Uh, further your education. Yeah. And have work, work on your mindset. What, if someone wants to work on their mindset, where, where would you, what do you mean work on your mindset? What do you mean by that? Hmm. Well, I think it, being very... Uh, intentional on the things mm. that you are listening to, reading, the people that you're hanging out with. Um, I mean, just all, all of those things. Be very intentional. Get very Love clear on your why. I think it's really impossible to do much in this world. It, it's impossible to really move forward in any direction if you don't have a why, and it's it's a big why. Um, so once you have that why, just be very intentional on what you're doing that is aligning with your why and who you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. Um, it goes back to your time management talk, right? Like life, time happens, life happens. We can't stop it. So is it happening in the ways that you want it to do? Are you living intentionally? Do you have clarity on what you want and why you want it? Like, are you, are you planning your day ahead of time? Are you letting time happen to you? And I think having that intention on what you want, that clarity on why you want it. Like here's an exercise I told everyone to do um, at sales or I asked everyone to do at Sales Mastery is one of the speakers was Jarek Robbins. And he talked about setting goals and mountain one versus mountain two and how to bridge the two. Basically, short version is mountain one is a lot of people set goals for themselves, right? Like I want to make this amount of money or I want to sell this many houses. Where a lot of successful people go is they climb that mountain, they get to the top and they look and like, wow, this view is amazing. Now what? Mm-hmm. But there's a second mountain out in the distance. And that second mountain is goals of the people that truly want to keep climbing. They focus on how can they help others. 
And so you can either go jump to that second mountain, it's a big leap, or you build a bridge and you do something for yourself and something for others. And I think just having that clarity and that intention on what you want, why you want it. And um, this is the exercise I asked everyone to do is to find out your why and then ask yourself seven more leading questions until you get to the root of that why. Don't stop until you get to seven. It's going to be hard. It's going to take time. You're going to get frustrated. But like, hey, I want to take my kids to Disney World. Okay, why? Well, I never got to go as a kid. Okay, why is that important to you? What will that do for you in your personal life? Why is that important? Keep going deep with self. And like I said, all your answers are inside of you already. You have whatever you need is inside of you. We just don't go deep enough to find it. And I think that's where a lot of people end up failing and not meeting their goals is because they never really set their why. It wasn't wasn't as meaningful as what a why should be. It wasn't as meaningful enough to motivate them. It's got to be deep enough. It means so much to you that it motivates you to do the things that you don't want to do. So I agree. I'm going to look at it from a different lens. Maybe it's not wasn't that it wasn't meaningful enough. Maybe it meant a lot. But I'd be willing to bet it wasn't specific enough. Mm-hmm. It was too vague. Vagueness leads you on the path to mediocrity. You have to get specific and you have to get clear with yourself on what you want, why you want it. Live your life with intention. And maybe you can experience more growth than we've had. That's our goal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Amanda, thank you for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Colin, behind the scenes, appreciate you. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a movement to give back. This is a designed to give back to the industry that has given so much to me, to Amanda, to our family, um, and truly just want to help others. And so if you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. Please share the movement. Stay in... um, Stay on the lookout for our webinars, different value adds that we give. There's a lot more coming down the pipeline. We're investing a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money into this, and we're not charging anything. Um, It's just a way to give back because, like I said, I'm chasing that next goosebump. So if you can help me share this message, I would appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. 